0: Good day, my friends, and welcome to the Craig Shapiro Tennis Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the legendary Sergio Tacchini, the brand worn by John McEnroe, B. Descarolitis, Novak Djokovic, and Gabriella Sabatini. Check them out at sergiotacchini.com, S-E-R-G-I-O-T-A-C-C-H-I-N-I.com. And use the code SHAP30, P three O. In all caps, to receive 30% off of your order. This young woman was born and raised in Volgograd, Russia. And in 2017, reached a career high of 54 in the world. And has been a member of Russia's Fed Cup team. She was unable to travel to Australia. Because at the time, her vaccine, the Sputnik vaccine, was not permitted in Australia. We discuss this and her incredible life in tennis. In this special episode of the Craig Shapiro Tennis Podcast, Natalia Viklionseva is today's guest. You're in Russia. You're in Volgograd. Yes, I'm at home. This is incredible. We can talk like we're in the same place. Yeah, like... that's We're, we're very far away from each other. Now, what time is it there? Oh, it's uh, 9 p.m. What was your day like today? Is it very cold in Volgograd today or no? Uh,
1: um, Actually, today is it- It was uh, plus uh, one, but in Celsius. Uh, But we have a lot of snow. Uh, I don't know why, but these few weeks, we had the temperature go up and down. Really crazy. For example, tomorrow in the night, is going to be minus uh, 12 or something. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. And you're supposed to really be in Australia. Yeah, where's The young woman you hear, former world number 54, she's had some injuries and some things the last couple of years. Uh, she was scheduled to be in Australia and was unable to go because of vaccine issues, because she has a, the Russian vaccine. We're going to talk about it all. That is Natalia Viklionseva. Yes. Do I, do I pronounce that perfectly, correct?
1: Perfect, yes.
0: Now, do they call you Natasha, the way a lot of people call you Natasha? Like, say, Natalia, because yeah. Natasha.
1: Yeah, uh, in Russia, they can call me Natasha, Nata, Nat. A lot of different ways to spell the name Natalia. Uh, normally, not a lot of people call it uh, official full name. But when I was uh, practicing in IMG back in 2015, A lot of players when they hear that my parents call me Natasha or somebody else, they were surprised. How it's possible? Is it different name or something? I'm like, no, don't worry, you can call I will not be pissed. It's okay. Ah
0: everybody got confused when your parents called you Natasha. Listen, thank you very much. We met at the Moratoglu Academy. I was doing a story on Patrick for tennis channel and you were there training yes. with chip brooks who recently passed
1: yes i was uh, on tournament in angers france for uh, 125 and uh, the incredible thing that he always texts and uh, always sometimes he calls and asks how my life is going always checking what is my next tournament?
0: We're going to get into that in a second. Uh-huh. For our listeners, Chip Brooks, long-time IMG, Boletarian Academy coach, passed with him just, just recently. It was a surprise to a lot of people. We're going to get into it. As you know, we do a five-set format. The first set is the off-the-court report. Can you explain what has happened to you? Because the news today is that they... <laughs> They made the Sputnik aloud in Australia. You're laughing. She, yes. For our listeners, she's laughing out because, loud.
1: Because I was, uh, to make everything clear, I uh, decided to make this vaccine because I wanted to do it when uh, I will be at home. Uh, for sure, I spent sometimes during my practice uh, weeks, uh, for example, in Muratoglu or in Florida. So I can. Do vaccine there, but I wanted to stay home, not traveling, feeling more uh, comfortable. So I did it in the end of October and start of November. And uh, I knew that I was hoping that they will uh, decide that last minute Sputnik is also good. It's good vaccine, but no, they didn't allow it. And then uh, a few days on this week before this news, I was uh, almost not struggling, but uh, I know that now to make US visa, you need vaccine to do U- uh, European visa, you also need to do vaccine. So now you need to find uh, other options where to go and where where it's going to be easier for us to do, because some of the countries need to be residents to do vaccine. So uh, I was in my head, there was a lot of thoughts. And then on Monday, I wake up expecting nice matches in Australia. Uh, before practice, during breakfast, it's perfect time spending, and uh, I I read the news or somebody sent me, Sputnik is allowed in Australia from Monday, and uh, I first uh, th- first thought was that it's a joke, no chance. Uh, <laughs> But then I start to read all of the newspapers in Russia. They, they're saying that now we can, all of the, not tourists, but uh, uh, most of the people who want to go there work or sports. Um, and and uh, now they can go with Sputnik to Australia without any extra quarantine or any problems.
0: You've lost a lot of money because of you can't go to Australia. You were going to play Qualis. Um, what were you going to do there?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, my, my ranking dropped uh, a lot, but uh, then after Andrzej, I got much higher and I will be in Qualis for sure. And uh, I was, uh, I I feel, I'm feeling now much better than all of the last year and 2020. At least in the end, I start to feel much better and uh, in the game and more matches, I think. So, um, yeah, I lost, uh, I'm not sure what is the prize money of first round qualies. But, uh, yeah, and I played the, most of the results in Australia were quite good. So, I like the surface and the weather suits me well because it's hot. And, um, yeah, most of, uh, I reached second round twice there. And once I reached the last round of qualis, and I was lucky loser number one. And uh, I'm not sure how many times in the history of Australia there was no lucky loser at all in the woman's draw. And I was lucky loser number one. And oh, you stayed. didn't get
0: in. Yeah. And you didn't get in. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> second round uh, Australian Open is this you is make hundred and ten, almost $111,000. Yes.
1: Yeah, without that.
0: U.S. dollars. That's big money.
1: Yes, for sure. And uh, you know that uh, this will help you to uh, invest to your team and other travels, other tournaments, because until Roland Garros, Mm -hmm. there is not a lot of uh, good tournaments, especially if you're ranked uh, outside of uh, 100. Yeah, you can get into Madrid or Rome. And... uh, Yeah, you just play ice.
0: Can you explain why the Sputnik vaccine was not allowed? Actually, it's a good
1: question. (laughs) I think we know the most of the people know the truth, but it just sometimes it's pissing off that uh, it's there's too much politics in sports.
0: And uh, do you feel that? the the vaccine was prejudiced against because it's created in russia
1: i can say 100% but i think yes because i know a lot of uh, people at home in all countries we have a lot of people who do vaccine even second time they revaccinated and they're all feeling good they have antibodies and uh, my coach uh, at home he's uh, 70 Too, but he did uh, Sputnik in May and while everybody was uh, sick other coach uh, who didn't do vaccine yet he was sick but my coach he was totally fine so I believe that uh, it's a good vaccine and it just uh, because it's made in Russia (laughs) that's why it's it's not approved I believe that normally we're supposed to fight against the virus but now it's just good option to use some vaccinations problems or sometimes uh, people even say not vaccinated during the tournament not vaccinated to me and uh, i feel that it's not fair okay you just can say you're russian vaccinated <laughs> maybe it feels better
0: what are your impressions of the Novak Djokovic situation? I don't want to talk about it for too long, but I'd like to just hear what you think.
1: I don't know uh, what. The... Let me
0: let me ask it this way: What was going through your mind for those ten days when he oh. he? Well, because don't forget, he put up an Instagram post and said, "I got the exemption." Yeah. Then everybody went crazy. Yeah. Then, then everybody went crazy. And it then was the government... like
1: during the flight, and then. And when he arrived, suddenly government saying, no, he can't, because they see the reaction of people. And then, uh, but I, I can't believe that, because he did visa, I'm sure that at least few weeks before, they knew that he has this type of visa, and he will come uh, and not be able to go on site, or then this Renata doubles player, who is also was with medical exemption and she all I think she already played the tournament and then they cancel her visa and sent. Vorakova,
0: Vorakova. Yes, Yes. the Czech girl.
1: They cancel her visa and send her back home and first I was okay he got medical exemptions maybe that's really he has some issues and uh, it was okay because there was some of the points I wasn't I didn't remember which one was it but you can apply for this medical exemptions. But then he arrived and then all of this uh, crazy thing starts to happen. Then he spent five days in this hotel, wanted court, at least have some days uh, to practice, and then again sent him to this hotel and then sent him back. It just... its un, uh, I can't believe that it all happens, because... How you remember a few years uh, ago, you can travel normal from Russia to France uh, for practice. like. And now, because of uh, vaccination status or medical exemptions or COVID test positive, uh, you just can uh, send uh, some of the players back home and they can't prove it.
0: Now, do you talk with like... Um your federation or your government like how the way I understand things is that you're, you're a, a you know, a fed cupper, uh, Billie Jean King cupper. Now yeah. you're, you're involved with your, you're involved with your federation. You have a list of everything you can put in your body. What, what you can take, what you can't take. If you have an injury, what pain, you're shaking your head, it's very, very serious.
1: Yeah, because uh, when you, uh, for example, when one year ago or something, you got sick, and uh, I have a list from my doctor who knew me from uh, 10 years old or something, and uh, uh, more than half of the list, you can't take it because of uh, and uh...
0: Half the list, are you can't take the pills. You can't take the medication. Now, you know, here there's big news that, you know, the the Russians have am- amassed their troops on the border of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to invade Ukraine. Do you have friends in Ukraine? Is this like a I, do, you, do you keep your eye on the politics? Do they do you do you talk about that with the Ukraine players? Uh
1: when we are on a tournament uh with uh, I know Sister's Kitchen Oak and uh To and other players, we speak normal, not about politics. But uh, when I was younger, we were going for summertime to Europe, and we were driving through the Ukraine when everything was back to normal. And uh, I really like there. I even won ITF Grade Two in Donetsk right before everything starts to happen. Because me, I live close to the border. It's uh, not that close, but anyways, 400 kilometers for Russia, so we kind of close to the border, but I, I don't know what is the real situation. I'm so far from it. I just <laughs> play tennis, and. Uh, but when they think all the news, even with this pandemic, everything's so bad, and uh, uh, they still find some politi- political problems or political issues, It just pissing off sometimes that we are normal people who is stuck uh, under uh, the circumstances of the world uh, decisions and world uh, political political world.
0: Let's move into the second set. This is the on the court report. Do you watch pro tennis? Do you keep your eye on the tennis?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Sometimes I hear that I remember Heather Watson, she said uh, that after the tournament, if she's, she lost in the first round or second, she she's not continuing to watching tennis and checking the score. Me, I get used to it from uh, childhood. Every time the TV was on and tennis, uh, men's, women's, it doesn't matter and all day long and sometimes you even put some interviews or old matches so you can watch uh, a lot of matches.
0: Now have you been watching the Australian Open?
1: Yes I I was surprised that they are not showing qualities this year in uh, on Eurosport uh, player
0: Are you friendly with the Russian players? Do you know um, Kasachina, Kalinskaya, Kudermatova? Yeah, you're shaking your head yes. Who are you friends (laughs) with in the tennis?
1: Uh, Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova.
0: You're good friends with Pavlyuchenkova.
1: Yeah, we know each other from, uh, I think, my first Australia. When I reached second round, I played against her. And we met uh, each other in uh, Patrick Academy. Because she used to practice there, so in the Morataglu uh, Academy. Yes, and uh, while we were there, she so for example, she's asking how how I'm doing and what is my plan for the next tournaments, and uh, I was asking for example some not insiders but uh, how to I don't know not entry but uh, to who I need to ask for transport or for so every time she was really nice, and then uh, during the Pet Cup. We're always talking about some of the situations and uh, during the tournament, you want to try to speak with someone, especially before the tournament starts, because <laughs> you, you don't know who you are playing.
0: So, so you talk to chenkova all the time?
1: Uh, most of the time, I think, uh, from Russian players. Uh, I also speak with Vesnina. Vesnina. And, uh, yeah, Elena. And some of the guys from the tour we know from juniors we know each other. So for sure we're trying to ask how things is going or how their kids most of them have kids. So really nice
0: talk. Now have you talked to Pavlichenkova um this week? I mean she plays she plays Stoser next round. She looks like she's playing very good tennis.
1: I um I texted her when she she tested because she tested positive, and uh, I texted to her how she's feeling and uh, how she's there in Australia because it's also you travel so long and then to test positive there it's really bad, especially if you are uh, changing, for example, from winter to summer, and uh, you're stuck in your hotel room. I'm sure she had maybe they provide her not gym, but at least bike or some for exercise. Otherwise it's really hard. So I texted her and wishing best of luck. And now I saw that she won against Bonder 6261. And yeah, she has a stoser for this second round. Um I think she played not a lot, but uh, she's winning most of the matches against her but then in Australia, it's her last uh, tournament or?
0: Correct. Samantha. It's yeah. last tournament as a singles player.
1: Yeah. So I just wish her luck. And i I really happy that after testing positive and spending de- so many days in a hotel room, she's feeling good and she's showing great tennis.
0: Listen, if you win in pro tennis matches, 6-2, six, 6-1, that's a nice way to start the Australian Open. Uh, are you friendly with Kasachina? I love to watch Kasachina play tennis when she's playing well. And she's a very uh, yeah. funny girl, huh? She's a funny yeah. girl, isn't she?
1: Yeah, she's very funny. And uh, we also, when we played in Poland for Russian team, uh, we played uh, soccer there. And uh, Darius, she always was so good In this, and uh, we almost winning. We almost won a lot of uh, matches. We played against coaches and other uh, team members. And uh, for sure, they have some rules that they can't come closer to us because we are playing, and they don't want to injure us. But anyways, we were winning a lot. And Dario, she played really good soccer. And uh, outside of uh, tennis court, and uh, she always funny and positive girl team.
0: She's a great player, isn't she? The way she plays tennis is very special, I think.
1: Yeah. She's... Uh, first time I played against her, uh, she she came as a... She was already, I think, number one. Not in juniors, but maybe in top ten, at least. And I came to play uh, in Kazan, ITF grade 2, Yeltsin Cup, and in second round, I played against her. And uh, she just demolished me i i can i was not able to do something um it was not the pressure but uh, the ball which she hit it's not that fast but it's coming uh in the perfect spots and then her brother come to me and say no natalia you're a good player don't be upset and i was like no <laughs> who cares <laughs> i lost and then uh second time we played the uh, I think that was uh, in St. Petersburg in 2017, second round. And uh, it was the same indoor hard court, but I beat her. And uh, maybe because I watched a lot of her matches recently during 2016, I was not reaching uh, uh, higher in the tournaments, but uh, she always played and they have a lot of live covers. So, I saw a lot of her matches. So, maybe it was um, a good thing for me and I won against her in two sets.
0: That's a good win. That's a great win.
1: Yeah, especially against uh, your uh, teammate and uh, the same age. And uh, it just she was uh, in the final or something. So, after this, you kind of believe in
0: yourself. Is it exciting to be a Russian player? I mean, every uh, tournament, it seems like, you know rublev obviously medvedev karatsev kachanov kachanov kasakina Pavlichenko. i mean it's incredible is it just as if you make you very proud yeah. to be russian
1: um especially after last results of our teams who won Billie Jean Cup, jenkins cup and uh, davis cup too uh so i'm really proud that uh, we have a lot of players for sure sometimes it Uh, It's too hard to think that uh, in Olympics, for example, uh, four players from, uh, I think there's nine or eight players in top 100 now. And uh, all of them deserve to be in Olympics. But then they just fight and fight for the best results. And I think uh, it's always was uh, like this for for good, uh, for big countries US too Uh, how many players in top 30 or top 40 and uh, only four goes to Olympics it's tough sometimes but in the end uh, you just uh, enjoy it and you have more uh, opportunities if you're in Moscow or in other countries, and there are some of your teammates during the tournament. You can always send them message to practice and uh, they will be happy to hear.
0: Do you know Medvedev? Do you know Daniel?
1: Yeah, I know Daniel uh, in 2017, yeah. Uh, we, I knew him before during the junior tournaments. And uh, he practiced also in France, but in other place. Uh, And after Australia 2017, he also reached second round. And we had the same flight back uh, to France, Tunis. And uh, then we stuck uh, in, uh, we flew on the last row of economy.
0: Last row of economy, all the way in the back. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and me, him, and the girl from Turkey, IPEC Solu. she played also good, but then she had some injuries. And uh, Ipec she had uh, straight the flight to Turkey because th- there was a delay on the flight from Melbourne to Dubai. And the flight from Dubai to Nice uh, goes only once per day. So we got stuck in Dubai. But then when we arrived uh, to Nice, and we always talk, and I sent him congratulations for his great results. And uh, yeah, he just amazing.
0: Now, do you speak French to him, or you speak Russian with you guys? Uh, when you guys talk, you speak Russian or French or Russian, English?
1: Russian, Russian for sure. Russian,
0: Russian. Yeah. And and can you explain just how good he is? Like his success, his strokes are so funky. His movement is just incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's uh, unbelievable how some of the shots he's making, you are not expecting that it's going to be in. and uh, he Sometimes runs. he
0: doesn't even look like a pro tennis player to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you see him on the court, close to the court, tight to the court, it's incredible. You almost can't believe what a good mover he is. His movement is incredible. And the quality of his ball, the heaviness and the quality is is just, you don't really see it on TV, but when you see it close, you, it's, it's something to see, isn't it?
1: And he's standing so far behind the baseline and he's hitting from there such a good angle. So you can't... Uh... And the technique, um, he played good on juniors but then on technique side when you see for example him and if you put uh, Novak or I don't know some Rublev or so and you see that there's different technique but he's still winning with uh, footwork and uh, all these uh, shots from his head where he wants to put the ball it just Really amazing. I'm
0: always amazed at how he can close that space from being, you know, all the way at the back of the court and then get to the baseline. He closes so fast. Him and Rafa both. They close so fast.
1: Yeah. When I tried the, uh, I think last time I played in Qualis, and uh, one of the girls, she hit uh, She she served normally. She served. Yes. Good. But this day, She was serving unbelievable good, almost aces. And then I tried to back up. And then for me, it was so tough. And she tried to, and she was finding the angle first, not me. So I was not able to come to this uh, short falls.
0: People say all the time, you know, like the fans, they say, Oh, why doesn't he back up? Why doesn't she back up? Give herself more time. And you can't. <laughs> it, it's, it, you, not many people can close that space to be all the way back there. You have to be a special player.
1: Yeah. Most of the time, play uh, coaches uh, who I worked with, uh, they were saying that uh, me, I need to stay more closer, even maybe not one step, but uh, almost on the baseline. Because when I start to back up, then uh, my shots is not that good enough. To hit, uh, to kind of uh, hit the uh, hit the ball much better, or finding the angles. So every time they were st- uh, saying to me that you need to stay on the baseline, and as soon as you lose it, you lose the match. But yeah, it was for for me what they were saying, and uh, to try to back up, I think you need to be really more, uh, much more physical, ready for these matches.
0: Uh, last question do you know karatsev uh
1: i don't know him well uh because he uh is a little bit uh, uh, older than me so we we are we were not meeting each other in uh, juniors Uh, but um, i know him from qualis of the 2020 or yeah 2020 in the end of the year, uh, I saw him in Roland Garros, and uh, he followed my Instagram account before, and I I didn't know him, really, because I I was not sure who who it is, and then on Roland Garros, I saw him, and uh, he said, hi to me, and I'm like, hi, how are you, and then I saw him resulting more and more, and uh, it's just, Really nice that uh, he showed uh, other players who sometimes uh, lose their, not mind, but their belief in their progress. That even if you are not so good in juniors promising stars or having a lot of contracts, anyways, if you will work hard and find your place uh, <laughs> and find your own game, it doesn't matter. A few tournaments and you will be in the top, and people will talk about you and uh, they will follow your results, and you just keep your head up and uh, continue to work uh, much harder.
0: Tennis is amazing. You can change your life in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you support the WTA pulling out of Asia?
1: Yes. That's uh, such a good move from them. Uh, even if. Uh, there's so many opportunities for them to play a lot of tournaments and uh, a good percent of the tournaments were in asia and to pull off it's great move and to find other opportunities because the players support try and support the story but most of the players they want to play some tournaments and uh, uh to find opportunity other countries, which is ready to meet other players, uh, meet tennis players and give us w- work, hobby and work.
0: How do you feel about the WTA? Are you happy with the WTA or are you unhappy with the WTA? Is the WTA in trouble?
1: Uh, no, I'm really happy and uh, I met so many People and I had so many talks and uh, uh, so many meetings. They help to uh, provide uh, you with some information, with some useful information in your uh, tennis life outside of the tennis, uh, and uh, to meet Villaging King King during the US Open, this power hour, which helps a lot. And uh, other, for example, some meetings where you can manager meetings or not manager it's kind of different meetings where you can uh talk in some of the terms which is not about the tennis but it's really useful information so i'm happy what they're doing and i'm happy with what they're giving for players
0: let's move into the third set this is okay. the portion of our show where we talk about your career okay <laughs> I know you're born in Volgograd, which at one time was called Stalingrad. Now I know that it's on the Volga River, the it's city.
1: Long and uh, across the uh, side of the Volga River. Yeah, I think it's the longest uh, town in the Europe. We have uh, the city is located 81 kilometers, I think. Yeah, 81 kilometers, like this.
0: It's a long city yeah it's a long city.
1: you will not uh uh get lost here because all the roads are just river and uh it's not like Moscow with a round.
0: it oh it's a very straight up and down city yeah do you do things on the river do people like uh go on boats on the river and fish in the river and all that kind of stuff?
1: yes, a lot of uh, good things on the river during the summertime. time. Uh, the only thing we have um, in the start of June, I think, I'm not sure if uh, you saw the uh, championships, uh, world championships of soccer when Great Britain first match, they played in Volgograd against uh, Egypt or I'm not sure which country, uh, but <laughs> we have this two weeks period where when even us who lives lives in Olgograd uh, when we we were born and uh, every year during this time you are not going out of the house but when you are going out for example tennis you can't practice outside you one year we wear uh, this hat and that we wear long sleeves And then you put a scarf around this head because the mosquitoes they go under this head, and then you even put sunglasses. Oh. Yeah, and two
0: weeks, two weeks every year, the mosquitoes go crazy
1: because of the river. Yeah, because the river, uh, they put a lot of water, it goes higher, and then when as soon as it drops, they start to fly because new mosquitoes. All of the sprays, it's not working. But this year, during World Championships, they tried to hold it longer.
0: Sorry, they tried to change the schedule to miss the mosquitoes.
1: But normally, it goes from 1st of June till 14. And then the matches were 15. I'm not sure why they decided to do that like this. But when they hold it, and then they drop it right before the match, and all of the mosquitoes fly and the players, they were, if you will see now repeat, they were like this all the time. And I was so, I was feeling so sorry for them because they didn't know it.
0: <laughs> Wait, so they tried to hold the water of the river high yeah. to miss it, but they but screwed it up.
1: They, they, they was not able to hold it as long as they wish. Because then oh it will <laughs> So then, yeah, the players...
0: So tell me, where does your where does your tennis begin?
1: Uh, it begins uh, in uh, one of the tennis clubs in Volgograd. Uh, we call it Tennisia.
0: Now, is that where Davidenko grew up?
1: Davidenko older brother. He spent most of the time here, and uh, Nikolai he uh, spent a few years, yes, in the same tennis club, but then he went. Uh, because his older brother he finished university here when we had a tennis uh, faculty but then they went to germany and um, this club which has uh, two indoor courts and um, two outdoor clay and uh, first my first coach uh, she was really into tennis every birthday we had uh, on a tennis uh, uh, in the cafe on the tennis court. Um, every time we watch uh, live coverage from Grand Slams and uh, some of the celebrations, uh, of we are doing some tournaments inside of our group group of child. And uh, yeah, I just played uh, tennis as
0: after school. Do you come from an athletic family? How did you start the tennis?
1: I, uh, um, my mom, uh, no, she's not athletic at all. She tried. Uh, she played really good for volleyball when she was at school. But then her parents uh, was not into it. And my dad, he was uh, more in sport. He just uh, played uh, for soccer team when he was uh, at school with some guys. And then he also practiced for track and field. And we just the- held
0: up your hands like the javelin. Oh no! Sorry, the, uh, no, no, Paul
1: Yeah, uh, we have um, Elena Sinbava She's Olympic. Champion. We had we have a good uh, track and field uh, school in Volgograd, and he practiced uh, under the supervision of uh, her coach, Simbaeva Paul Wall. But uh, when he changed, I think it was also tough when you're 14 year old guy and. Uh, uh, you want to do sports but you also want to not party but some
0: be social i
1: don't know activity yeah be social <laughs> so, so that was more i think for my dad but still he he was more in sports but i started tennis because uh, uh my uh aunt and uncle they lived across the road um and uh, his son he practiced tennis and they said to my parents oh you know we can uh it's much easier for us. Natalia also will go there and it's good. So you would go
0: with your cousin?
1: Yeah, I will go there. We will, I'm not, I will not be alone, but, uh, I will be at least under some supervision because he's a few years older than me. And, uh, yeah. And actually I liked it. I don't know, maybe because I was more into it and then I found more friends, but on, Every weekend we go, uh, we lived outside of the city and we go in the different um, kind of condominium where they have uh, old tennis court and we go there to play uh, doubles, uh, kind of mixed doubles because I played with my dad and my cousin, he played with his dad, but just for fun, you know, but it was good uh, weekend activity.
0: Now, are, are you, both of your parents very tall? You're tall. I mean, you're six foot one.
1: Uh, my uh, dad, he's, um, I think, he's five, nine. And uh, my mom, she's not that tall, but she's uh, taller than uh, normal. You know, sometimes people say that kids are taller than uh, parents. So. Well, you uh, clearly
0: are taller than your yeah, parents. You're yeah. a very <laughs> tall person. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, how did you start getting good? I mean, to just start be practicing at the club and then to become a pro player. Yeah, I feel I, like we're missing part of the story here.
1: Yeah, because, <laughs> you got really good. Uh, on one point, I was just coming after school uh, three times per week, to uh, and it's it was not individual practice because now I see uh, kids from. From the start, they go on individual plan, they have their own coach, uh, hitter, fitness coach. <laughs> so me, I was just uh, enjoy, enjoying this time. And when uh, my first coach said that when we were watching Wimbledon tournament, and she said, oh, you know, um, they are giving special towels for players. With Wimbledon 2004 or 2005. And when you will grow up and go on this tournament, you will bring me one. I'm like, yeah, good. But we're so far from them. <laughs> I, I was not in Europe or in France. I, she told you she Europe. wanted
0: a player's towel. She told you she wanted yes, a towel, that you were going to bring her a towel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when uh, I start to, Play. I think I was just playing uh, one tournament per month, going to the nearest city and. Uh, but my first tournament, I won third place out of three players, so could you believe? <laughs> and I was upset, but you are on. A, you still have your medal, but. It's still upsetting. Three out of three, it just. You finished <laughs> really last. Bad. You finished last. But uh, at one point, I just. Uh, uh, start to play in juniors, and I start to play more doubles. And when I start winning doubles and going far to the tournament, I start to enjoy the atmosphere when there are less players, more chords, and uh, then I get used to it. And then uh, after so many matches in double, even with a tie break uh, up to 10, it's uh, it helps me to go in Singles.
0: sorry so you're playing junior tennis and you got a taste for winning and the feel of what it's like to get to the back end of the tournament by playing doubles yeah i
1: was but uh, now did
0: the, but did the doubles help your singles on the court or on the
1: court uh i don't know in juniors uh it didn't feel such a uh big difference between uh singles and doubles yes for sure you cover less court and you move uh, less but uh in pro when i start to play uh it was tough to get in in doubles because i one year i spent eight months in u.s in img academy and uh, i tried to play 10k in florida where we have a free round of qualis for singles And then for doubles, there was no chance to get in. If you are not US player and uh, even you were good in juniors, but no, it's no chance you will get a wild card or it's a huge uh, Congress for this. So when me and my friend uh, who now finishing her university in US, we start to try to get in, no, no chance. And then I start to play more singles, but when I started to get more in singles and I got my singles ranking good. And I signed for some doubles events, for example, on Grand Slams, where some of the players asked me, then you go, you didn't play doubles for a while and you go and play with a player who is good. It's also, for example, in Roland Garros, we played, I played with Yulia Putintseva. She's really good, especially on Roland Garros. But we play first round against uh, Flipkins, Rani or um, such a good players. And for doubles, they played a lot of matches together. And then first round, you play against them. So you don't have that much uh, um, practic- uh, practice of doubles. So then I, I, I was not uh, signing for doubles.
0: So let me back up. So it sounds to me like you were signed by IMG at some point. Yeah. Did you start winning junior tournaments? Did you start playing very good tennis?
1: Yeah, I um played uh, I think when I played uh one in 1 year I played the uh, four grand slams juniors. Uh but to get in I was not seeded. I was just uh even for elders I was in qualis and uh I won a few matches. And uh, one of the guys, he just come to my mom and asked, oh, Natalia, she's a good player and saying some good stuff. And she she doesn't know who who it is. And then mom of Andrei Rublev, she told us, uh, oh, you know, it's a uh, manager from uh, IMG in Russia.
0: What's the name? Oh,
1: Alexei Nikolaev. Now he's not with IMG anymore, but he signed... Uh, me and uh, he said uh, uh, he signed me, and then uh, I got uh, Nike contract. And um, I spent because he said now you can practice, uh, you can get the facility and coaches in florida in Bradenton.
0: So, so hold on a second. So you're you're 18 years old. Yeah. And you get signed by Nikolayev. He signs IMG. You sign a contract. Now, do they give you money? Do they pay you money? Do they give you a guarantee? No. They got you a Nike deal, and they said, you can go to the academy, and we're going to give you a coach.
1: And uh, my parents, uh, they, because they were grow- when they were growing up, they watched on TV that some of the hockey players, when they got the contract, uh, and they were inviting them to U.S., and they have house, uh, some of the, for sure, coaches, and... Uh, for sure, some travel uh, money. Or expenses. Some, they pay yes, the expense. some expenses. When we went there, uh, we realized that we need to rent uh, a house. Uh, you need to rent a car and to go somewhere. And I said, yeah, you can take a coach to the tournament, but you need to pay for sure separate room. And uh, when we went, uh, for example, use Open or some... Or in Miami, when they give me wildcard, I was really happy that it's main draw wild card. But if you want to take a coach, you need to take a room in Marriott where the price is 300 or something. And I only finished uh, my junior career and I only started to play some 10K, reaching quarters of 10K in US and uh, paying the hotel. $4,000, it's
0: like, $4, That's in like Hilton, nothing.
1: Yeah, and Hilton Head Island or... Amelia Island, where we rented apartments, which were cheaper than to spend the money in a hotel. And even this wildcard, when we got the wildcard to China, Shenzhen. Um,
0: Let me just stop you for one second. Yeah, so yeah,
1: sure.
0: It would be fair to say that IMG helps get the wildcards. But then the other part of that story is is you're essentially on your own. Yeah. You got to come up with the money to, to live.
1: Yes. And uh, that's what our misunderstanding was.
0: Oh, so you had a misunderstanding. It was in your mind that they were going to pay expenses and give you a place to live. They just said you could come over here, but you got to pay. Uh, yeah. Ugh.
1: So we were um uh, me as uh, 18 years old i was i don't know i just believe that my parents were right and then when we come so <laughs> and then uh i spoke with some of the pro players who was already uh i think they 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 were having the same contracts or different contracts but anyways they were start to say to me that yes it's okay that it's not like uh, everything is covered or uh, the manager is working in this way. And uh, then we start to realize that it's a different story. But before there was a huge misunderstanding.
0: But did they justify the way it works by saying, listen, you've got the Nike money. The Nike money is the money you're supposed to use. When you are in
1: juniors and you are Russian, it's, I don't remember how much uh, they paid the first year but uh, I think there was only uh, clothes which I got So You just got clothes. They gave yeah, you clothes. First year no no money.
0: <laughs> what has what's the experience like for you? How did you get better? How did you get into the top 100? How did you get better? Yeah. How did you get into the top 100?
1: Yeah. Um then after these 8 months after wild card to Miami, and I won my first set against Teresa Smitkova, six love, and uh, then <laughs> I played really good. But then at one point, <laughs> I just start to um, maybe think or maybe just get nervous. Uh, get nervous, and uh, then after the match, some of the people they were saying, "Oh, how you can lose? You were so good." And then at one point. And then I got stuck in my head that after six laps for a few more matches, I will start to think more after this, what they say. It was tough. But then I came back home. I went to, I applied for university at home. I uh, You
0: were ready to quit. You were ready to quit. Uh,
1: I was just finding the second uh, plan B, I will say.
0: You went to Plan B quick. Yeah,
1: I was just uh, you know easy. No, okay, okay, okay. It's not one. Uh, no, to try. Okay, and uh, then my federation helped me uh, for some of the events. I remember Dinara Safina. She worked for uh, federation as a not recruiter but kind of a helper for junior players.
0: For our listeners, Dinara Safina, former world number one, the sister of. Murat Safin, also another former world number one and Grand Slam champion. Uh, no. He had a very sort of, it seems like a quick career when he played his best tennis, but he was amazing when he was playing well. It's, uh, so, so, Dinara works for the Federation.
1: Yeah, he worked at time for Federation and I played some, I remember I was going uh, to Italy with my mom and a little brother uh and we just uh take a, took a car and going for qualis in one tournament then we went first time i went to murato blue place because uh, alexei he helped me nikolaev my manager he said that patrick is looking for uh, promising stars stefanos he was there uh coco golf and uh, me also i was there for one week they but there was also misunderstanding oh uh, but
0: we explain this explain
1: uh they have a hotel you remember in of
0: course i, I met you at the hotel the best the the croissants are incredible at oh, the hotel
1: Just, I really, the you can't breakfast... eat those
0: you can't even take one if you yeah. eat one you eat five of them
1: yeah but breakfast <laughs> there is just another the story. best breakfast yeah and especially yes. the clothes uh, to the Court and we came there. we have uh, our room and uh for one week
0: and they gave you the bill
1: <laughs> and then they gave us a bill, at least no practices, but uh yeah for even for the hotel bill can can you believe it? this hotel, especially when they only started, and I'm not sure if they give me special rate or something it was one twenty five or one thirty per room per day, and we spent eight days at least so it was $1000 really $1, gone and, yeah and my <laughs> my dad was at home and uh, uh that's good that he had uh, one of his good friends who helped uh, at one point uh, cuz it was really tough and he helped us at least he paid our expenses travel to china from us when we got this wild card
0: a friend of your father's a friend of your family yes helped helped you to play uh, like- pro tennis
1: Few times during this year, when we came back home, he helped me twice. But this is uh, 2016,
0: 2015.
1: Yes, yes, I think 2015 or 2016, something like this. And uh, yes, then we spent this week in Patrick's place with a great fitness coach, uh, the great uh, tennis coaches. Back then, there was a Benny who worked there as a head coach of tennis. Uh, and uh, he was really good in organizing who goes who comes who, who goes to this court who has this practice uh, this time off and i really enjoyed it even i spent so many practices in img i really like this i think the physical preparation and fitness side i really liked more in patrick's place because it's different it's more reactive uh, more on court and uh, uh, something different and then we spent week there then we go to the tournament i reached uh, quarters of 60k i remember beating nicole vaidishova because we spent so many practices in img and then we met each other in france
0: you beat vaidishova vaidishova at one point was a very highly touted player and she Top really 10. never came through yeah yes
1: yeah, and she's she has such a good technique and feel it's really smooth and nice. I really liked it from back then, and uh, yeah, we just were continuing to coming back home, and then going for some tournaments. And then uh, I was not that good for Patrick to cover expenses in academy.
0: Moratoglu decided that they were not gonna give you the full the full ride. They weren't giving you the scholarship
1: for a championship. Yeah. Uh, So then we tried to find a way to at least spend uh, one week before some European tournaments there. But most of the time I were practicing here at home and uh, I started to play more and then I won 25K in uh, Czech the same year. I came to, I think there was 160K, 125K and between this I went to Patrick for one week, even less. Then I go, I won. Then I fly to US Open. First Grand Slam. And uh, I lost to Alize Lim. You
0: just... lost to Alize Lim.
1: Yeah, in first round of quality. Now she's in Eurosport. I saw her yeah. <laughs> today. Then I came back. And I won 100K in St. Petersburg. With uh, some good quality matches. And then after this, most of the... Glue team and most of my manager, he said to me that I need to have a good pre-season because I will go for Australia Qualis and other tournaments, so I need to have a good season, not at home. And I said, okay, I will try, but uh, I don't have enough to cover. After semifinal of Limoges, I don't have enough to cover these six weeks of staying in the hotel.
0: Sorry, semifinal of Limoges France. Yeah. You spend a lot of time it seems to me playing in France and in in Russia.
1: Yeah, in closer uh European countries and uh, where I feel much comfortable and I can speak French so maybe at least it feels a little bit like at home not sure but anyway. Keep
0: keep telling the story I'm going to get yeah. to that in a minute. Keep yeah. telling me so you uh, so you 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 have a good result in Limoges.
1: So I go home for a winter. I uh, went to uh, driver's school. I passed my exam. So I I didn't have that good normal, you know, like per season, official per season. It needs to be more practice and more. You got your <laughs> the...
0: driver's license. Yeah, I got
1: my <laughs> driver's license. I went uh, to Dubai for this 100K. Even my driver's exam was a few days before. And then I changed my <laughs> flight tickets because of it. So I fly there with my mom. I reach final and then I come back home. And then I ask Marta Blue for a hitting partner. And then uh, we came with uh, Morgan to Australia. And then I got into the tournament and a few good wins and qualies. And one main. You qualied.
0: You won three matches?
1: Yes. Daniela Hantuchova and Mikhaila Krajcik. And uh, I think the last round was uh, Sharipova, Sabina Sharipova, or somebody else.
0: The other Sharipova. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You, I'm oh, sorry, you qualify and you win a first round match.
1: Yes, against Fanny King. and uh, I think I got up to one eleven or something, one fifteen. From where? From um, one forty. So, it was kind of tight there. So, you
0: go up 30 spots. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I go up 30 spots. And uh, then, from there, I went uh, to... I paid uh, cause Mi- uh, Kukushkin, Mi- Mikhail Kukushkin. Uh, he's uh, he's from my city, originally, from Volgograd. And uh, he helped me at one point of career, uh, just with a uh, few thousand, And then in Australia I give him back so now I had a little bit of uh, money to to cover some of the expenses
0: what does that feel like you you're in Australia you're playing well yeah it's got to be the best feeling in the world right you're winning matches and 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 you're making money and you're ranking like what does that feel like
1: especially when you are not expecting this i was uh, before before travel to australia I had uh, such a bad uh, day with my parents. I was saying, to them, no, I will not go. I'm feeling uh, so bad. Uh, I don't want to fly alone. And even I'm flying with a hitting partner. No, you
0: seem very but... congenial to, with me. We're having a great time. Yeah. Con- but I, I saw you at the academy. You seem a little moody. You seem like you can be a little bit yeah. moody. You get in a bad yeah. mood. You don't want to. Yeah, and yeah. you
1: just stay there. And uh, me, when I go there, and then you win some good money, and uh, you go higher in ranking, and then I got invitation for Fed Cup team during the Australia. I know it was the best uh, feeling.
0: I mean, that's an incredible thing. You've been identified by your federation as a a top player.
1: Yeah, and I, I were calling to my parents back home and my brother and. I was just saying to them all of the things, what is happening to me, for sure they were unbelievable happy. And uh, uh, the people in my city were always uh, following the results. And uh, everybody was just keep saying some good stuff. And uh, you just feel more belief. And uh,
0: You come out of Australia, you've been selected for the Fed Cup team you're 111 in the world, and then you get to 54. I mean, throughout the year, you had an incredible year, 2017.
1: Yeah, I reached uh, straight after I reached semis of, not, okay, I reached quarters, but then Simona pulled out, and then I reached semis of uh, St. Petersburg, and then uh, Fed Cup match, I won my
0: match. Feeling good, you're 54 in the world. But you you also, you get paid for Fed Cup, you fixed your life financially. What does that feel like? to yeah. sort of start putting some money in the bank. It takes the pressure off. Do you feel like you could play? <laughs> do you feel do you, you know, you're breathing deep? It's like it's it's like incredible, right? To to start putting some money in the bank.
1: I I bought a, a car after Australia, most of Australia, but then with um, Saint Petersburg uh, when I came back home. Um, I bought yes I bought a car and uh, especially because when uh, I was growing up we had uh, two cars uh, we lived outside of a city in a good uh, cottage and then at one point uh, my parents they decided to invest in me it's uh, sometimes people say that uh, it's not fair that you help your parents or something it's a uh, some european or other um, mentality and uh, for me i know that they lost uh, not lost uh, their jobs but my mom always was by, by my side
0: your mother stopped working to look after you
1: yeah look after me after my brothers but uh, most of the times i want to her be on a practice that she sees uh, some of the shots where I hit and won at this point. So at one point, uh, when they wanted to go to U.S., they lost uh, a lot of money. And uh, when we came back home, uh, we need to do it from a start.
0: You, you, Your parents spent a lot of money when they brought you to the United States. Yeah. When they came, when you came back, when you stopped being in the United States, they had to almost build their lives again, and that's a very hard thing.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just said to my mom, because my dad he always like positive thinking, and <laughs> my mom sometimes she's more realistic, and uh, she said, "Oh, it's so tough, and uh, to go to some tournaments or to go somewhere, and now the life is much harder." And I said, no, my mom, believe me, at one point, everything's going to be back to normal and much better because to go up, sometimes you need to go a little bit down and then you go up and then it seems much easier just to jump from the bottom.
0: (laughs) Natalia Bickley and Seva with some words (laughs) of wisdom for the people. Very nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then it, it starts to happen
0: now. You've had a very tough time with injuries since since then, correct?
1: Yes, I was uh, in two thousand seventeen when I played uh, this match against Alize. I won in quarters, and then I played a really late match and long. And then the next match against Julia Georgis, I put, uh, they put me in schedule. I think at two p.m. or something, and uh, I when I woke up this day. I was opening the water, and I start to feel something. But then I was like, no, it's okay, it's nothing.
0: So you played a late match against Cornet and win. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, they put you on, first on, middle of the afternoon.
1: Uh, second, yeah. Second, second on. first after doubles.
0: And you feel something in your wrist.
1: I felt something in my, in my wrist uh, in the morning. But then when I hit with my hitter who helped me during this tournament, uh I didn't feel nothing so much because he hit normal, good, and he, he, he doesn't want me to hurt or
0: he was hitting a clean ball to get you in a rhythm to warm easier. you up, yeah.
1: Yes. So and then when I go on match against Julia, I I remember four two I served. She hit a heavy spin almost in the baseline. And I kind of s- tried to hit it flat. And then I feel like it's, I don't know, kind of knife or something really such a bad pain. And uh, I start to cry Call the physio. They try to help me. They put uh, a lot of tape because also you can't put a lot of tape. Then you can't feel the ball. No. And for sure, I want to at least try to continue to play. Not that I will play full match, but I want to at least try to play how I can say to my semi-final, well-earned semi-final, that no, I can't play from now. And I I was young and uh, I was thinking differently. And then in the start of the second set, she started to miss. And I can't hit my forehand. I was just like, this... And not hitting at all because it was so painful. And uh, she started to miss. I'm like, oh my God, how I can pull out now if she start to miss? And then in third set, seven, five. And then I remember uh, somebody say, maybe she was not feeling uh, that bad or something. But after this, I was five weeks or six weeks off without... Uh, I was not able to hit uh, forehand or backhand. So it's really ruined my uh, even i had uh, enough time money for pre-season which i needed to do because i'm more professional now (laughs) and uh, i was not uh, able to start it right and i lost a lot of time and uh, tournaments, and uh, then the start of 2018 was uh, horrible because i i got some Extra weight because I was not practicing. Even I did uh, fitness, but it's different. It's not the and same. Not, it's
0: not the same. You gained weight. Yeah. You gained weight.
1: Yeah, I gained weight, and the results were just bad. And I, I lost because uh, January, which I had a lot of points, <laughs> some of the points dropped really fine. Oh, okay. And so uh, I'm
0: sorry. So you you get injured at the back end of 2017 you're 54 in the world you can't practice you put on weight and you lose all your points that you had to defend in australia yeah Uh so that took you out of all the main draws that took you out of everything yeah and that's a long way to come back isn't it
1: yeah and then in 2019 at least i started to feel much better and uh, I worked with uh, Chip for most of the
0: weeks. You work with um, Chip Brooks. Yeah. The long-time coach. We just touched on him in the beginning of the show. But I'd like to ask you, how does, like, a, a pro player coach, like, what kind of things could he say to you or get you to do to get you yeah. better?
1: So... Uh, The first and main thing that uh, he tried uh, not to ruin my technique or uh, to ruin uh, something in my game, he was just saying that everything you're doing, it's right. Just you need to move a little bit closer to the baseline and you need to put your forehand a little bit more deeper and uh, it's not about how you will you know some of the coaches they try to change your grip they try to change your and then you start to lose it in your head cuz you play for so long and you can't change it in like this especially when you are already in the pro tennis when you had such a great opponents who you need to beat and how you can beat them with your mentality if you can't believe in your stroke so what he did, he said, your strokes are great, but you need just put more follow-through.
0: Finish your stroke and at the uh, end of the stroke. Yeah. Finish your stroke.
1: Yeah, and stay closer. So everything what he said were good for me. I understand, I understood it, and uh, I saw that it helped me in my game.
0: Just quickly, what did you, 2020, the pandemic happens. We were all in Indian Wells. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you were there. Did you stop playing tennis? You went home, you went home, and that was it?
1: I, yeah. Yes, I came to Indian Wells. I played 125, and then there was a uh, preparation for the main tournament. I remember so good. It was 8th of March, International Women's Day. In Russia, we celebrated a lot. And, uh, Everybody was uh, saying congratulations to each of us. And uh, and then in the evening, nice to Pavlochenkova, who is in Players' Council. She texted, I was in Qualys' draw and i expecting the draw to be released. It was already uh, 6 p.m. and she's texting, oh, Natalia, it's uh, Indianapolis will not happen. And then she called and then the news uh, was released. And uh, you just, a lot of players, they stayed for a few days in Indian Wells. And I was, next day, I was checking the flights back home. Most of the players, they were like, oh, Natalia, what are you checking? Flight uh, tickets? Crazy. What are you doing?
0: (laughs) So now what happens to you? It's 2022. You're 200 in the world. You're in Volgograd. Yeah. What happens to you next? How are you feeling about your tennis? Are you ready to go play tennis?
1: Yeah. I want to finally to go on court and play
0: matches. You're ready to go play. That's great. That's great. Let's move into the fourth set. This is the 10-ball scramble. I say it. You say what comes to your mind. We go fast. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready to go? Yes. Your current racket.
1: Wilson. Played 98.
0: Played 98. And what, what size is your grip? Uh, three. Four and three eighths. Yes. And how do you string your racket? Now it's 25-24. What, what, what string do you play with?
1: Uh, Luxilon Alu Power.
0: You play with the Lux. 125, 125 Lux. Yeah. Where do you keep your trophies? Uh,
1: um, I keep my trophies uh, in my apartment. Uh, but uh, now I also kept them in my own uh, house. In a nice, uh, me after mirror, and it's really nice. I put some of the trophies there already.
0: Do you keep your credentials
1: also there? Yes, I keep them all. It's
0: so all the credentials and all the trophies are in the same place.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: your greatest win,
1: uh, my uh, first Fed Cup team win against a girl from Taipei in Moscow. It was stressful, but I set myself uh, differently and uh, 6 2 6 1 or really easy match and with the stress.
0: That's the best, that's your best win?
1: Uh, For me, as uh, starting to play in professional, and uh, I think it was one of the greatest win for my own uh, feelings.
0: Your worst loss?
1: Worst loss. Oh, I can pick any from this last few years, but I will take uh, two loss against Kasatkina in Dubai and Doha. We played in 2020, two tournaments. I go there and I play first round of qualifiers in Dubai against Daria. And uh, we flew this, okay, we, we flew from Moscow to Dubai the same flight. We got each other in the first round. Then we flew from <laughs> Dubai because I spent some days there. From Dubai to Doha, same flights, with a stop in uh, Kuwait. Doha first round, each other. I'm like, okay, so unexpectedly. Oh. And I played the bad.
0: Back-to-back Dasha, not great in, in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, your favorite <laughs> tournament?
1: Ah, Wimbledon.
0: Your favorite city?
1: hmm i will say bam, bam, bam. i think uh in russia uh, but w- where is the tournament i think it's st petersburg i like it more than moscow but i like the atmosphere that when i'm at home so my favorite city is russian city
0: <laughs> you like volgograd now Yes. Um, I thought maybe you'd say Paris or, or London or something. No? Oh no.
1: But it's more obvious.
0: More obvious. You like Volgograd. Right? No. No, yeah. listen, this is 10 Snow. You, you you say it, I don't say it. Your your favorite yeah. court. It could be any court in the world.
1: Oh. I think Harlingame Club. There's Grass Court and uh
0: Harling Game Club in London is that in England?
1: Yes. It's in a uh, London. Um, they filmed Notting. I'm not sure. Not- Chip talking but Notting I Hill. I think it's Notting Hill. Yeah,
0: Notting Hill with Hugh Grant, I believe. Yeah, that's your favorite. Question. Favorite player growing up.
1: Growing up from whom? Uh, from both of the tour, I can say one of each year.
0: You could say anything. I you
1: think uh, yeah. I think Maria Sharapova for sure. I was uh, trying. We tried to get uh, the dresses as Maria, phone as Maria. I don't know, everything. At least I didn't uh, color my hair to the blonde, <laughs> I think. Um, and uh, Roger Federer.
0: And do you have a favorite, are there players you love to watch now? Do you have a favorite player now?
1: Uh, yes. I think now it's most of them on the men's tour. Because you met sometimes the uh, women's uh, and you have to play against them. And now there's not uh, a lot of, you know, like good players who stay more consistent. Even Naomi is a great player and she's a great behavior outside of the court. But for me, from a men's tour, I can, um, I think I can choose Novak because he... He's more of the old school technique and how his, all of his shots are so clean for me. And I really like to watch him and enjoy his his footworks and his shots. So that's, I, I really like to watch. And Rafael for sure, hard worker and uh, what he's doing and outside of the court, he just incredible nice and saying hi to the players. And just two players. She loves Novak, and and she loves Rafa. Rafa. I mean, you can't. And but Roger, Roger is not playing now, so I will say only him. But now he's injured, and
0: the ladies love Roger. (laughs) Let's move into the fifth and final set. This is the queen of the court. If you could be the queen of tennis for a day and make any change in the sport with just a swing of the racket what would it be?
1: Mm, Now, I just want to, with the swing of the racket, just uh, bring our world. Okay, it it will not be back to normal, but with a new reality, just help us to beat uh, this virus and uh, give uh, open countries (laughs) be much nicer and no politics to the sports, please.
0: <laughs> Talia Viklenseva wants to go play <laughs> some tennis. You ready to go play some tennis?
1: Yes. Just give it a chance finally to go on court and beat some other players. Professional.
0: You know, I got to tell you, I was trying to, I, I remember I had just begun my podcast when I met you very briefly at Moratoglu and, I'm glad we finally got to to talk. Um, I had a feeling you had a very interesting story. You know, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I wish you great luck. Do you think you can get back into the top 100? Is that what's the goal for the year?
1: I think the main goal, yes, to be back to top 100. Then you can play main draw grand brand slams. Then, you know, Sputnik is now accepted to Australia, at least. And... Uh, <laughs> So the main goal now is to be i think healthy and uh uh with uh, just to keep your own tennis and to not uh, believe some other people who said sometimes not the right things <laughs> they just wanna say their own things but you need to just believe yourself your closest team and your family and just go your own way and build your own story in tennis
0: natalia viklantseva i thoroughly enjoyed this i hope you have a terrific year and hopefully we'll see each other down the road at a tournament thank
1: you very much yeah thank you craig
0: appreciate you coming on the show and you are released thank you for inviting me it was really nice. Huge thank you to Natalia Vicklianseva. And thank you to Sergio Takini. See them at sergiotakini.com and use my code SHAP30 in all caps at checkout to receive 30% off of your order. Max Lowe edited the show. Our music is by Brian Senti. We'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport. Until then, I'm Craig Shapiro and you are released.